0: Yeah, I am back after a two-week unexpected break from life. I'm talking social media, working, coaching clients, writing to-do lists, and making productivity a number one priority. Now, this is completely foreign to my type A overachieving, always doing performance driven side of me. (laughs) So this week, or these last two weeks were challenging, I will say that, but oh, so good. And I know you have a lot of that in you too. So on this episode of seeing your inner brilliance, I am going to take you behind the scenes into what was going on in my inner world as well as my outer world in hopes that my valuing of presence over productivity impacts you in some positive, game-shifting way. You know, from my perspective, I just absolutely love when my girlfriends or clients share things that are having an impact on them in this moment because it allows us to see things in each other and in ourselves that we might not have seen otherwise. So that's exactly what we're doing here. I just hope it ignites something amazing inside of you. So let's get into it. All right, where have I been the last two weeks? Well, I will tell you that two weeks ago, my husband, Doug, and I dropped the kids off at his parents' house, and we left for an early anniversary trip to Sedona, Arizona to celebrate our 10-year wedding anniversary, and that's 15 years total. So, yes, been a long time that we've been together. It is a milestone for sure, and... Yeah, it just warranted going away together. It was amazing. A few hours later, as we were flying into Phoenix, I teared up twice at how breathtaking it was. Just seeing everything from the airplane, I was totally moved by the big red mountains and just overwhelmed by the beauty of God's creation. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Arizona, but wow, I live on the East Coast where we are surrounded by luscious green trees. Being surrounded by gigantic rocks and barely any trees was a huge shift of scenery for me. And I'll be honest, I continued to be utterly amazed, humbled, and in awe of the scenery the entire week we were there. It's almost as if I was starstruck the entire week. <laughs> I'm serious. All right, enough about the scenery. But that is my first point I wanted to share with you. When you feel these visceral feelings, listen to them. Yes, they are telling you something. These feelings don't have to be the point where you drop everything and move to a certain place. But maybe you feel absolute peace when you go to the lake. Maybe you feel tingly when you think about writing a book or making the world-changing impact you want to make. Or maybe you feel satisfied when you've done things throughout your day that actually bring you joy. Pay attention to those feelings that move you. Whether it's in a way that feels good or feels bad, the universe is communicating with you. And of course, when I was talking about Arizona, I was talking about warm, fuzzy, and exciting feelings. But like I said, also pay attention to the huge rushes of negative feelings that you might get. You know, maybe you tense up or you're on edge when you're around certain people. Or maybe you feel totally drained at the end of the day. Those feelings and those instances are equally as important. So listen to them now feelings aren't facts but they are messages as i say they are data not directives they aren't meant to be ignored or disregarded at the same time just because you feel something doesn't mean that you need to act on that thing in that moment it doesn't mean as much as i would love to it doesn't mean that we are packing our bags and heading to arizona no, no, no. There is something so much more deeper and impactful by listening th- to those feelings and following the messages and unpacking the messages that they're trying to reveal to you. It's when we try to ignore them, try to push them away, or just chalk them up as nothing that actually perpetuates this cycle of feeling disappointed and dissatisfied with life. So let me ask you. What if following our dreams actually means following the path these feelings are leading you down? Hmm. Reflection. That leads me into point number two. Sedona was amazing for so many reasons. Hopefully you have already gathered my love for this. Sedona. And it wasn't because we sat around drinking pina coladas by the pool every single day. Now, don't worry, we did some of that. But we also hiked about 30 miles while we were there. And during our hike, it stretched me mentally and physically in a very hard way. And to be honest, that's that's hard to do for me. Um, And that's why it was hard because I was stretching. You know, Doug and I also we got mad at each other a couple times. We met some awesome and not so awesome people. We stayed out too late one night, and then we got massages. Oh, and of course, we launched by the pool, like I said. We did a lot, basically, is what I'm saying. It wasn't this like sunflower and daisies or butterflies and rainbows type of vacation. There were some really, really hard moments to it. And to be honest, we would actually move to Sedona if if God called us to. Meaning that we would sell my grandmother's house that we live in, change where the kids go to school, move across the country, leaving our family behind and not knowing anybody. That's how much of an impact Sedona had on us. But in this episode, it's not about Sedona itself. It's more about the Sedona-esque impressions inside of you. Can you think of something or someone that made you think, I have to do this? I have to be with this person. I have to try it. I just have to whatever it is for you. I just have to do it. These feelings inside of me are so exciting and so great that I just have to act on them. And maybe that's true. Maybe you did, or maybe you do have to make that move, take that job, start that business, be with that person. However, What if it's more about how that thing makes you feel than it is about the actual thing? Meaning, as amazing as the donut was, it's more about the absolute freedom, peace, passion, and pure deliciousness we felt while we were there than it is about the city itself. In your world, it's more about the freedom and fresh start you think the move will bring you, The success you think you can achieve by taking that job, the accomplishment, impact, and living on purpose you think will come from starting that business, and thinking you will love each and every moment of your day if you're with that person. Our tendency as a society is to change our outer world first, assuming that it will change our inner world. We either get so fed up with the way things are going or we see possibilities for what could be and we suddenly make a reactionary change, hoping that it'll make us feel amazing on the inside. But then we find out that it actually wasn't the move to make because it's the other way around. We must cultivate those inner feelings first and then change our outer world if we still feel called to. So freedom before moving, success before promotion, wholeness before marriage. You get the idea. When you truly see your inner brilliance, you recognize the power you have inside of you to first create your dream inside of you. Then naturally, it'll come to fruition on the outside. So you don't have to push force burn it at both ends, or search for the secret recipe to make it happen. Bring it inward is what I'm trying to say. So how have I brought all of these incredible high vibe feelings from Sedona inward? The first thing I did when I got back was write down all the yummy feelings I felt while I was out there. The peace, the joy, abundance, connection, etc and when I felt them. And I encourage you to do the same. For example, during one of my spiritual sessions, I felt incredibly grounded in who I am, where I am, and what I want. So how can I feel that way here at home amongst the taking the kids to school, amongst the cleaning the house, and doing their responsibilities, and growing the business, and coaching the clients, and, and doing the podcast? How can I still feel that? grounded like I did out there? What are the things I can do to cultivate more of those feelings? And for me, so far, I've identified that I need to meditate more, do breath work, work on Unstoppable, have daily kitchen dance parties, have no screen days, and just do things that light me up inside. And I'm sure there is going to be so much more to come. However, we've been back for just a short time, so that's where I've gotten to this point. All right, point number three, and my final point. What you do is important. Who you are in the doing is even more important. I know you want more for yourself, your family, and your life. I know you have big plans for your future. And it's okay to want more. It's okay to have seemingly outrageous dreams and desires. It's okay to want it all. Girlfriend, I got to tell you, you were made for an amazing life. And the go-getter inside of you needs to feel that sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. So don't stop working for what you want and pushing yourself to get it. Simply shift the focus. Focus less on doing, 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 and doing it all as fast as you can and going as hard as you can for as long as you can. Allow yourself to ask for help. Say no, and even say yes to the things that you want to do. Because if you are juggling work, cleaning the house, being a mom and a wife, volunteering, growing a business, doing all the things, yet you're impatient, unsatisfied, stressed out, disappointed with the results, then you are living out of alignment. If you are doing all of the things and doing the best you can, waking up early, not watching Netflix for hours on end, yet you're still secretly drowning inside, then you are living out of alignment. And I'm speaking from personal experience and professional observation. We have to focus more on who we're being in each and every moment, no matter whether we're working in a job we hate or if we're on the most wonderful vacation of our lives. We have to focus more on who we're being in that moment and the energy that we're bringing to each and every moment. I love what Elizabeth Saunders says. She's the author of Divine Time Management. She says, for from your identity not work for your identity if you want to hire a claiming lady hire a VA ask your hubby for some me time to work on your passion but you don't because that would mean you would have to admit that you can't do it all that is a sign that you're working for your identity If you believe that not doing it all makes you weak, or if you think that spending time with your friends is a waste of time because it's not productive, that is another example of working for your identity. I see you, I get you, I totally, totally get it. And that's why I'm talking about this because I have lived from that place for years and years and years. We have this ambitious go-getter side of us that the tendency is to do, 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 like accumulate how much we can do in a day. However, we can still be ambitious without being stressed out overwhelmed and feeling dissatisfied with our life those two are not synonymous of each other you aren't crazy there is nothing wrong with you for wanting the world believe me your energy is so freaking powerful however if you're operating on a daily basis from this place of feeling rushed all the time, a feeling like you're behind and you're constantly trying to catch up and get ahead and work to the point where she is and all of these things and you're driving yourself crazy by by stretching yourself beyond capacity, then where you want to go, it's going to look a lot like where you currently are. Woo! Oh, oh, I know. (laughs) Hits me yet makes me cringe all at the same time because, like I said, your energy is so freaking powerful. And I promise that the outcome will be amazing if the journey to get there is amazing. If the journey to get there is miserable and you're unsatisfied, then the outcome, which is achieving the vision that you want for yourself, making the impact that you want, getting to the goals, accomplishing the goals. All of that, it's not going to be as amazing as you think it will be if the journey to get there isn't amazing. So allow the journey to be the ride of your life, not the regret of your life. All right, so those are my three main takeaways from Sedona that I absolutely had to share with you. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said in the beginning, I really hope that that sparked some kind of inspiration, inspiration. Uh, reflection, introspection inside of you. You are absolutely incredible. I want you to know that that you are doing a really awesome job and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Much love.